Hey there, my name is Katie Romagnolo, and ever since I can remember, I've been obsessed with magic. Have you ever wondered why some people seem to have all the luck? Why is it that one person can struggle with years of hard work to accomplish very little, and yet another can seem like an overnight success? I started out in this life thinking that I could logically plan my way to success. But after a decade of struggling, feeling unappreciated, and ultimately hitting rock bottom, I finally broke the code. Life has a flow, and that movement is greatly influenced by our universe. The moon holds a sacred rhythm to health, wealth, and happiness for you to tap into. Join me weekly to learn how to harness the power of the moon to achieve your goals, find your purpose in life, and balance your emotions while figuring it all out. Yes, you can change your life. Now as a best-selling author in mental and spiritual healing, I am infusing all of my most magical tools for you here so that you can embrace the life you crave. Welcome to the Moon Magic Podcast. Welcome back. I'm your host, Katie Romagnolo, and today we are continuing with the most amazing guest, and I feel like really bringing in a lot of magic and momentum on Lunar Wisdom today with Sarah Tricker, who is the founder of Sarah Tricker Alchemy. She's a healer, a medium, and one of the authors in the beautiful book, Lunar Wisdom. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. I am so thrilled about the momentum that is building around this book. It is so close to my heart, obviously, with the moon magic. And today, as we shift into this wonderful first quarter energy in Aquarius, I feel like it is a symbol to really step into everything that you want, regardless of if somebody thinks it's the right path to do or not. Have you ever really felt like like the thing that you do now, you are so amazing in so many different capacities. I want to really dive into your work, but did you always have wisdom in lunar knowledge? Like, where did you start off with this? Uh, yeah, no, actually, well, the gift of mediumship has been in our family for, I'm fifth generation, probably more. And when I was young, I was so scared of it that I shut everything down. And I think, when I look back at like childhood and my teenage years and maybe into my early 20s, it was always in the kind of background, but I was, I never really stepped into it. So when I think about like the lunar wisdom, it's very related to that in the aspect that, you know, I didn't tap into the energies were there because I had this fear around it. So it's it's been an interesting journey, just tapping into the wisdom that's already there, you know, and it was very related to me stepping into being a medium, uh, which actually happened while I was doing my education degree, which is kind of ironic. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. And, um, and then when I when I left teaching, I actually really started to focus on like the Sabbaths and the lunar the lunar cycles and I changed as a person just so much by by following those cycles and I wasn't even expecting the changes that came about from that yeah oh my goodness I resonate with that so much I you know was never expecting to be interested in following the phases of the moon and how it would change my life but then I think it's like an innate part of who you are 
it finds you right one way or another. And I love how there's such a logical side of who you are too, in having this beautiful capacity showing up as a teacher and through the education system, and then really cracking open this amazing ability and tapping into your mediumship. How did you find that initially started for you? Like really stepping into that part of who you are, what happened around it? It was, it's kind of a funny story, actually. So I was preparing for the semester, like the new school year. So, you know, obviously as a teacher, you have all that fun stuff where you go into staples and you go into chapters and you're buying all of your stuff (laughs) ready for the year prepping. And I was in chapters and I went down this aisle, you know, well, I know how I ended up there because I was drew there. And I bought (laughs) my first tarot deck. So I'd wanted a tarot deck for a long time. And I look back at that moment and you, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but those moments in time where I was like, that changed everything. Like that one moment in time where I picked up this tarot deck, took it home, started me on this journey of really connecting with who I truly was and the part of me that I'd really been hiding from. So I had just finished my education degree and was in my first, kind of in my first job. So I'd done my practicum in the same system, school system. And yeah, that was kind of like the turning point. And then I had a couple of mentors. So that really got me back into connecting with like that inner wisdom, you know, the craft. I think about the history of being English and, you know, the family came from like the cunning folk we were part that was part of who we were and tapping back into that and I think the moon is actually one of the ways it's really easy to tap into that Mm, yeah oh goodness I so agree and so many goosebumps as you're talking about like the moment in time which really stands out and how that simple decision was actually highly orchestrated on the most divine level and guiding you in terms of being there in that moment and I'm really remembering this I had one of those moments of myself in chapters where I picked up a deck one time that was my first um, like spells and rituals and it, it was actually an oracle deck And I remember feeling terrified (laughs) to even pick it up at the moment. So we definitely have these moments that are set on our path to have the decision. Are you going to make the choice to do the thing that you're interested in? Or do we sometimes take more time because of, you know, fear or other things that are going on in society that kind of tell us no for a while, I think. And I really resonate with that in the fact that when I, was you know I think it was not long after I started like a business on the side and this is way back so my first business was a uh, trick tarot so I use my name obviously and I I laugh when I look back because it was I had two parts of me so uh here in Alberta especially teachers are held to this standard you know this is the expectation you can't be like this you must look like this and uh, and I've never and it's funny because I've never conformed at all to any kind of anything. If if everyone's doing this, no, I'm going to do it this <laughs> way. So it's kind of ironic that I even chose a career, uh, putting myself into such a small box. But at the time, I would be like teacher by day, tarot reader by night. And I remember as I set up my business, there'd be no pictures of me anywhere, and I would be so fearful 
of people finding out what I actually did. And and that went on for a year before I really stepped into who I was. I actually went on a, um, a personal development course. It was like a three-day course in Calgary, actually. And I remember coming out of that and it was like, this is where I discovered it's like, okay, I'm on the wrong path. What I'm actually going to do is I'm going to be a, a million dollar tarot reader. <laughs> Love it. That was my dream coming out. And so my husband's like, what? <laughs> it's like, you know, just put you through university. You, you, you're quite young in your teaching to career. You, you want to do what? And even when I left teaching, so that was kind of, like the universe definitely gave me a kick in the butt and put me on the path I was supposed to be in. So I actually worked on reserve here for three years. And my last year I moved out to the public system and it just was not a good experience. Like there was a lot of stuff going on in, in the uh, superintendent had been suspended and it was just a really pretty horrific year as my last year teaching and I knew that I wasn't going to get my contract renewed. Like I just knew, I probably knew around February, I started getting this feeling. And I remember one Friday, when you talk about those moments in time, and I was called to the principal's office. And uh, she sat, I sat down at her desk and she couldn't even look me in the eyes. She was just like doodling on a pad on her desk. And she's like, yeah, sorry, you're going to have to find alternative work. And then I look back, it's, I don't even know how I wasn't laughing in her face, you know, but I <laughs> kept a straight face. And I remember, and it's almost like I was scurrying out of the school and I got into my car and I was just like, yes, like I've been released from this. I can now really concentrate on, on being who I am. And when you think about the lunar cycle and even this book, we're creating lunar wisdom, I think the moons following the moon cycle is really a, a first step for a lot of people and i think you know even if you're in a religious uh, kind of setting people aren't going to shun you for you know following the moon cycles so i think even though i did it backwards but i kind of like to do it from backwards i think for <laughs> many people the moon is actually the first step into like connecting with with who they are yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And it's so true because it's, it's relatable. It can be logical. You know, the moon exists. It is there. It does do different phases and it's highly symbolic and you kind of take what resonates and leave the rest when you're starting out on your journey. And I, I love this story so much of what I feel is kind of like power versus force, right? Like where are we stepping into our power or where is it that the universe is just going to kind of kick you out the door at some point and force you into that next beautiful era and seeing the humor in it. Like how many people I'm telling you right now, somebody needed to hear that if I get let go tomorrow, this could be the best day of my life. Yeah. And it really just is the moment in which you're getting that decision that you probably already felt to make for yourself actually done. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, I'm really working as I progress in my life that lessons don't have to be so hard. They don't have to be hard. You can make them easy. However, all of the big turning points in my life have definitely been the universe being like, no, this is not where you're supposed to be. You're not listening to the signs. 
here you go. You're going to go this way now, right? <laughs> oh boy. I'm like just cheering like my hands up for the listeners out there who can't see us right now. I'm like, yeah, because my goodness, that has been the story of my life too early on was, okay, yeah, I see how lessons are powerful and I see them clearly and I'm ready to not have them be like major catastrophic events. <laughs> I can listen. <laughs> and I think that's the beauty of using the lunar cycle, you know, and I'm very diligent now. I actually bought a really cool journal that I use every every month. So um, I also am high priestess and I have a coven. So we obviously meet on the new moon, full moon and the Sabbaths. But sitting down and actually, what do I want to accomplish this month? And putting into, you know, words, I mean, I like to write as part of the higher order thinking, it solidifies anything you want to do. So, you know, what is it that I'm working on, but still having those long term goals, it's being like, this is my end goal, this is where I want to go, what can I do in the next 30 days, that is going to get me closer to my goal. But then at the same time, and this is the kind of paradox of working with the universe and the moon and everything else, is that, I mean, who who the hell are we to think we know what's coming for us? Yeah. You know, and it's like, so we have to also be uh, malleable and trust that when the universe puts us on a pathway, that that's what we're supposed to be doing and not not fight it all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. And especially in like this first, first quarter energy where, you know, I always find the thing that I planted the seed for in the new moon that I, you know, I'm intending and getting specific on all of a sudden I'm getting opportunities that are showing up in this first quarter energy that says, Hey, like take the action on the thing that you asked for. Cause here it is it on is. a silver platter. But do you find like a lot of the times, sometimes that thing that we think we wanted is really scary to actually do. A hundred percent. And I think that really goes back to, you know, when we think about how even like culture and society runs and I, and I speak from like, obviously a, a Western perspective, I think we're so stuck in like negativity and fear based. And, you know, I even think about how people used to laugh at me when I left teaching, they're like, you're, you're leaving teaching to do what? But what about your pension? What about your paycheck? What about the security? And I'm like, there is no security. And I think by tapping into like the cycles of the moon, you learn that there is that security is this kind of man-made structure. And when we learn to go with the flow, whatever it is that you want or need, if it's the right time, it's going to show up. You know, and I think that comes down to like paying your rent or whatever, whatever you're you're worried about. If you don't have a paycheck, as an example, um, the universe always provides everything you need. And yeah. I think that is like key for me in following the lunar cycle. It's like learning to go with the flow and then adding that like the energies. You know, we were just talking about like being in the first quarter. And then for me as well, it's like adding in, like if you start paying attention to your body as well. So especially for the female listeners out here, like when you attune to the lunar cycle and you're attuned into your own cycles, your own bodily cycles, your emotions, like it's, it's like key. I think it's like key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I like you so much. Like this is ridiculous how much I adore you. You, you have the most amazing energy and oh my, okay. So there's so many things I want to unpack here. First of all, 
Tell us a little bit more about what you're writing on in this beautiful book, Lunar Wisdom. So uh, the, the book is actually split into kind of two halves. So the first half is the authors and their stories about how they came into uni- using the lunar cycle. So obviously we've just been talking about that a little bit before. And then the second half is packed with rituals. So rituals that we can use for the lunar cycles. I included in mine, and it's this is fabulous if you've never done this. So if you like to create vision boards, are you a vision board person? Oh, yes. Goodness. Don't look at my closet. I have so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I made, uh, I started it this year and I made a witchy vision board. So I used, I used my tarot and I photocopied a bunch of tarot of like the intentions I wanted. And I brought like a really fancy picture frame. Uh, so I chose Victorian because I'm very much like Victorian Gothic. That's my style. That's what I like. And so I photocopied these tarot cards, put them inside. And so that was my intentions for the year. And then on the moon cycle, so depending on the month and how busy I am, how busy I'm not, the Sabbaths, I create something and I add it to my vision board. So it's like a magical working vision board. So I actually keep it on my altar. So obviously, I mean, you're tending to your altars all the time. So you're getting to see it. So I've got like mojo bags on it. And when we did Beltane, I made like a flower crown. I hung that on it. I've got like spell jars and corn dollies, like anything I make, I kind of put it onto my vision board. So if that speaks to you, it's just a way to add the energies of the moon, you know, because we were just talking about that, like what this is my year's goal, like what am I doing this month to get me nearer to it? And then, you know, creating something and putting it on your vision board. It's like super cool. It's so much fun. <laughs> I love that. It's like bringing it alive, right? Because yes. our intentions, they they change, they shift, they grow, they you know, all of a sudden something gets put on our path that we're super excited about and didn't realize it was right there in the queue coming forward. And now having a representation on the the vision board. I love this so much. And especially in this first quarter energy, an amazing exercise to start. If you don't have one going yet, or you, you know, haven't even created an altar, right? So talk to me a little bit about your altar space. So it's actually in my dining room. Um, so I don't have my own space just at the moment because we're always in renovations in our old house and I have an apothecary. And so the, you know, it's like one of those old, um, hutches almost. So it's got like a shelf space and that's where I have my altar. And so obviously I have the standard things on it, you know, like your candles and your cauldron and your pentagram. And then I've got things to represent dragon and fae. And then I have my, my, you know, my vision board, like in the center at the back. So I'm building everything around it. So it's pretty Ooh. cool. And it's out to sea. I mean, everybody knows who I am. I mean, this is part of the journey of becoming who you truly are. So it's not hidden anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's out to sea. And then I think like the curiosity of people as well, you know, helps to put those energies into, into my visions. Yeah. Oh, what a great conversational piece, right? Come over for dinner. Oh, what is that? (laughs) Let me tell you. (laughs) 
right? It's like my husband coming home. What are you doing now? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like famous last words in our house when I'm I'm talking to Rob, my husband, I'll be like, like I know it's not your thing, but like I'm really excited about it. So listen to me and yeah. you know, bless him. He's he's one that is like the strong silent type. So he will sit there and listen to all the crazy things that I'm doing or working on or manifesting and you know, just yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And okay. I think this is what's really exciting, though, when we think about the disparity that we have on the masculine divine and the feminine divine right at the minute, and the fact that women, and, and it is primarily women that are really being drawn back to this lunar wisdom, and I think it's exciting because uh, this is what we were intended to do. We were intended to pay attention to the moon and her teachings. And as, you know, wives, mothers, daughters, employers, if we were to tap into that energy and use it in our life, that I think the world could change dramatically. Yeah. No. Oh, absolutely. Like the biggest dream there ever could be is when you say the word moon, somebody knows, oh, I know what phase it is. This is what I'm doing this week. And it's just like mainstream knowledge. However, you know, it resonates with each person. And it comes back to that, you know, sacred space for women. So when you think, you know, they call it red tents. I don't know if it was called that back in um, England specifically, but you know, it's that sacred space where women come together um, and they regroup and nurture each other. And I think through our, through the patriarch system, you know, that's been taken away. You know, that's one of our rites of passage that has been taken away. So, you know, especially if there's, you've got listeners who may be really new to the moon cycle, you know, tapping into this, if you imagine all the women tapping into the moon cycle and that energy that we're putting into the collective conscious right now is so healing. And I think it's very powerful. Yeah. Oh, I agree so much. And, you know, wherever you are today, as you're listening, if you're starting your journey, or if you've been on your journey for a long time, or if you're reconnecting back to an old journey, just know that it makes a difference in the world. And we are shifting where things are and each and every moment that you start learning more about who you are and uncovering those blocks, it makes a difference generationally and energetically to come. Yeah, 100%. And when we start thinking about mother wound, which is something very attached to the feminine and the patriarch system, you know, it's, I know a lot of women that I work with sometimes carry a lot of guilt because, oh, I should have done my healing before I've done this damage to my children or however those feelings come out. And it's, really letting everybody know wherever you are in your journey that once you start the healing and once you see it and I I do see the moon as very healing for us right you know actually listening to the cycles of our bodies mm. the cycle of the moon the cycle of the earth that wherever you're starting that healing journey you are making a difference you're, you're shifting things as you say ancestrally and for the futures coming as well yeah Well, I am so thrilled to have you here today. I thank you for just this beautiful conversation and how many wonderful tools there are in this Lunar Wisdom book. So if you're listening today, go ahead and check out the link to grab your copy in the show notes here and tell us what you think. I would love for you to, you know, connect with the authors, dive a little bit more into what they do and you know, it's the tip of the iceberg, really. So Sarah, where can everybody connect with you? 
So sarahtrickeralchemy.com uh, is my website. And then I am on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I have a few TikTok videos as well. Just I feel like there's another place I am. No, maybe that's it. And it's just at Sarah Trick at Alchemy. <laughs> nice and simple. Maybe there's somewhere else that you're meant to Please. start some other connection with that's coming through. If you get an aha later today or this week, let me know because I'm going to be so yeah, curious. Right. Oh, yeah, here, this is where I am now. <laughs> <laughs> it gets a lot, though, social media trying to look at multi platforms. So, yeah, true story. Focus on where you can and let it grow from there. Yeah, 100%. agreed. Well, thank you again and uh, wishing everybody the most beautiful, uh, not only seeds planted, but action taken towards your intentions in this beautiful Aquarius energy and know that it's all about like doing things your way and letting go of those beliefs that you can't or that you needed to have done it sooner or you should have done something else because uh, there's so many of us on that same journey. We support you and so happy for your energy here today. So thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having me. I'm just beaming with light over here, thinking about what's possible for you in your life. Be excited for change. Give yourself permission to grow and share this space with me weekly to tap into that potential. If you're intrigued to know more about my story of rock bottom to passion filled and spiritually inspired, grab your copy of my best selling book, Home of the Soul, on my website www.coachkady.com. And remember, Katie is spelled K-A-D-Y. While you're there, check out all of the ways to create magic in your own life, including Moon Logic Magic School, spiritual coaching, and options to visit the Enchanted Forest. Remember to sign up for your free monthly Moon Magic Calendar to know when the moon is shifting and how to harness that energy to grow your business. And connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Katie Romaniolo or moonlogic.official. This has been the Moon Magic Podcast. Until next week, I love you to the moon and back.